Welcome to Mindfully Nourished, the podcast that explores how to nourish and heal our minds, bodies, and souls with a mindful and holistic approach towards overall wellness. Each week, we discover what it takes to live a mindful life full of joy, health, and abundance through holistic practices, mindfulness tools, traditional healing modalities, understanding the universal laws, and no BS nutrition guidance. I'm your host, Nicole Ferre, Mindful Life and Nutrition Coach, here to support and guide you on your journey to a mindfully nourished life. Hello and welcome to episode number two of Mindfully Nourished. Today we're going to talk about the scary truth about dieting and then we're going to talk about mindful eating, which is a skill that we can cultivate and use instead of dieting because diets are so damaging to our bodies and let's face it, they do not work. So first, before we dive into all the scary little details about what dieting actually does to your body, I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience with dieting um, because it started at a young age of 12 years old. And I have tried every diet you could probably think of. Um, I began with the Atkins diet, if you remember that. That was a real big thing back when I was about 12 years old. Um, Me and my mom went on the Atkins diet together. And it was the first time that I had ever lost weight or ever tried to lose weight. And I lost 20 pounds. And that's all it took to get me hooked on dieting. And I continued to diet well into my early 20s. Um, And I would constantly lose weight, gain it back, lose weight, gain it back. And I was really trying some extreme diets uh, where my calories were pretty low, probably less than a thousand calories on some days. Um, And I was extremely restrictive with what I was eating, how much I was eating, and it made it damn near impossible to stay on any diet for an extended period of time. And now I know why, but at the time... I remember I used to beat myself up about it so much because I would find myself binging late at night in the refrigerator and just eating everything I could because I had been starving myself throughout the day or the week prior. And I just remember this vicious cycle and I would blame myself for it. It was all my fault. Now I know the truth, but I would diet and I would lose some weight and then I would binge and it would just be this vicious cycle of dieting and binging and dieting and binging and never, never seeing any progress with my body or the progress that I wanted to see with my body. Um, But I wasn't, you know, giving my body what it needed and it was trying to make up for the calories that I wasn't intaking by binging. And now I see that. But when you are in that cycle, God damn, is it frustrating. And I was just so hard on myself and I blamed my willpower and it had nothing to do with that. It was that my body was trying to make up for the calories I wasn't getting. Um, I see that now. And it's just really sad that there are so many people out there that are in this vicious cycle, blaming themselves for not being able to lose the weight, um, blaming themselves for why they're binging. And, you know, I'll tell you right now, it's not your fault. Your body is just using 
its mechanisms to keep it alive. And um, we are completely going against that when we're dieting, right? We're restricting ourselves and our bodies think they're starving. So there are certain mechanisms that our bodies have um, to keep us alive in a starvation situation, right? Like if we go back before grocery stores, before um, we were living in the society we're living in now, if we were starving, our body would go into kind of like rescue mode. So while I was in this vicious cycle of dieting and binging, I was not only causing damage to my physical body, but I was also causing damage to my mental health and my mental well-being. And I was creating very disordered eating patterns. And I was experiencing extreme body dysmorphia uh, when I looked at myself in the mirror And I always viewed myself as fat. No matter how low my weight got, I still viewed myself as fat. And I'll look back on pictures today, and it's crazy. And I'll be like, oh my god, I was so tiny. I was so small. And I remember that day taking that picture, thinking to myself and telling myself, you're fat. You're fat. And it's just, it's insane um, what dieting does to the psyche And it's actually really crazy what it does to the physical body as well. So let's dive into all the nitty gritty, scary things about dieting and like what it actually does to our body. So first, biologically, what it does to our bodies, it actually makes it easier for your body to store fat. If you're a chronic dieter and you're experiencing weight cycling of losing weight and gaining it back and you continue to try new diets like I was... Um, you're actually making it easier for your body to store fat. So a low calorie intake automatically triggers the production of twice the number of enzymes to make and store body fat. That's crazy, right? So like each time you restrict yourself and you restrict your calories and your dieting, you're actually producing more enzymes that help your body store fat. So that's one reason to stop dieting right there. You're making it easier for your body to store fat because, like I said, that's one of those mechanisms that our body uses because it thinks it's starving, right? And it just wants to rescue you, wants to save you, and it wants to keep you alive. So it's like, okay, let's make it easier to store fat so we have energy reserves for the next time that we're starving, right? That makes sense. So it's not your fault. Your body's just trying to save you. So that's one biologic effect that dieting has on you. Another biologic effect that dieting has on your physical body is that it decreases your metabolism. And there was a study done on The Biggest Loser. Um, I don't know if you remember The Biggest Loser. It was a huge reality game show that was on and the participants lost a staggering amount of weight in a short period of time. Well, they did a study on these people and followed them um, after the show was over and found that every participant gained the weight back because they constantly felt hungry. They could not satiate themselves. And the reason behind it, what they found was their leptin levels were so low and they could not 
get them to raise back up. Now, leptin and ghrelin are two hormones that play a role in our appetite. Now, to simplify leptin and ghrelin's effects on your appetite and your metabolism, ghrelin is responsible for increasing your appetite, and then leptin is responsible for decreasing your appetite. So there's like this dance that they play, and when we are restricting our calories, our leptin levels become exceedingly low because it doesn't want to suppress your appetite. It wants to increase your appetite. So ghrelin is super active and making you feel super hungry and prompting you to eat and your leptin levels are super low. So your leptin levels are not at a normal range where it can decrease your appetite as needed. So this is proof that restricting your calories affects your hormones. Like, And these are just two hormones. This isn't even going on to talk about cortisol yet. So giving your body the amount of calories that it needs to function on a daily basis is extremely important. Because now we're starting to mess with our hormones, all right? So now we are messing with our enzymes, and now we're storing more fat. And then now we are messing with our hormones that are making us eat more food than we actually need. All right, so another biologic effect of um, dieting is one that I touched on earlier in my personal story is that it, it causes you to binge, And for the reason that I explained was your body feels like it's starving. It creates this cascade of effects in your body that wants you to eat. And one of those is, you know, affecting your hormones. So it's like, I'm hungry, feed me, and then we overeat, right? So if you have a problem with binge eating, ask yourself this question, are you restricting your calories? And I guarantee you... The answer is yes. (laughs) If you're binge eating, you are at some point during your day, during your week, whenever you are restricting your calories. And that is why you are binging. That is the true reason you are binging. And and especially if your binging feels out of control, because usually it does, because it is out of your hands at that point. Your body is taking over. It's saying, you're not feeding me enough. You go sit in the backseat. I'm going to ride the, drive this car because I need more food. Okay, so another biologic effect that dieting has on us, and this is where it starts to get scary, because I think we all kind of know that dieting can lead to binging, but this is where it gets scary, and this is what most people don't know. Dieting increases the risk of premature death and heart disease. So I don't know if you've heard about the Farmington Heart Study. It's a big study that was conducted over a 32-year span, and it found that people who yo-yo diet or weight cycle have a higher overall death rate and twice the normal risk of dying from heart disease. Like, whoa, why wasn't I taught this in my basic health class in high school? (laughs) So just dieting alone increases your cardiovascular risks and dying from heart disease. Isn't that crazy? So the Farmington Heart Study is an empirical study and it followed people for 32 years and it kept track of their lifestyle and their habits and then what health problems um, they had. And there was a correlation between dieting repeatedly, chronic dieting and losing the weight and gaining it back and heart disease. And that's just scary. 
Like, that is really crazy. And we never hear about dieting as being a cause of heart disease, right? We always hear about smoking and other unhealthy habits and behaviors, but dieting alone is an independent risk factor for heart disease. Like, wow, if you're going to stop dieting, like, that's, that's, if I haven't given you enough reasons already, like, that, that one's pretty big. Also, Harvard found that people who lose and gain weight at least 11 pounds within a decade don't live as long as people that maintain a stable weight. Crazy. Mind-blowing to me. All right? Another biologic effect. Dieters lose the ability to listen to their safety cues. Dieters are unable to listen to their bodies. They don't know when they're truly hungry. They don't know when they're truly full. And I can say from personal experience, this is absolutely 100% true. I did not know when I was truly hungry or when I was truly full until I started implementing mindful eating into my daily life. I had no idea. I would just eat out of boredom. I would eat because it was time to. I would eat not because I was hungry. I was eating for a million other reasons, but not because my body was saying I was hungry. And I wasn't stopping when my body was full. I couldn't listen to those subtle cues for my body. And a lot of people don't even know that our bodies are trying to tell us these things. All right. And one more biological effect of dieting that I'm going to share with you is that we already talked about how restricting calories produces more enzymes to store fat. So now we can also add to that dieting causes your body to store fat in your abdomen. And storing fat in your abdomen, it's not just because it doesn't look cute. This is why we care. We care because having fat stored around your important organs in your abdomen puts you at a higher risk of heart disease. And this links back to the Farmington study, right? Blows my mind. Blows my time mind every time I read these and every time I talk about them. It just still blows my mind. So, and and you know what's the sad thing? Is it's not like this isn't recent um, information that I have found. These studies discovered this information in the 90s. This isn't new information. This isn't like groundbreaking news. Like this is knowledge that the public has had for decades and we are still pushing diets blows my mind. All right, so let's move on to the psychological and emotional effects of dieting. And I talked a little bit earlier about how this has affected me um, personally, but dieting is linked to eating disorders. Dieters are eight times more likely to develop an eating disorder by the age of 15 than non-dieters. I was a chronic binge eater And I had disordered eating patterns. And it took me a long time to see that, but they definitely developed before the age of 15. And it was because I was dieting at such a young age. Crazy. Dieting also causes stress on the dieter, right? Dieting can be so stressful. It stresses out your body and it stresses you out mentally. It is exhausting to constantly count calories, think about what you're eating. Oh my God, I'm not losing enough weight. Weighing yourself all the time, that is, it causes stress. And stress also promotes more cortisol in our body, which also helps us store more fat. Fun fact. Dieting is also correlated with feelings of failure. And I touched on this in my personal story as well. 
I felt like it was my fault and that I was failing. Every time I couldn't stick on a diet more than a week, I thought I was failing. I wasn't failing. The diet was failing. (laughs) My body was doing exactly what it was supposed to do to try to save me and keep me alive. But I thought of myself as a failure. These feelings of failure lead to low self-esteem and anxiety. And it doesn't matter how much you weigh. You could be 500 pounds or 120 pounds and be dieting. And dieting still has the same effects of causing the feeling of failure, low self-esteem, and anxiety. Especially social anxiety. Dieting can also make the dieter feel vulnerable to losing control and overeating when they feel they have violated the rules of the diet. Oh man, is that true? Over time, dieting erodes your self-confidence and your trust in yourself. I felt like I couldn't trust myself anymore. My confidence was so low. I felt so badly about myself And it's so true for most dieters is we feel that, you know, it must be my fault that this diet isn't working and I can no longer trust my body or myself to make decisions about what I'm eating. So unfortunately for us chronic dieters, you know, most of us have dieted for many, many years, if not decades. And these negative effects of dieting have been so deeply ingrained in us and it takes time to undo the conditioning and the programming that has been done um, by these diets. It takes time to undo the feelings of being a failure and the low self-esteem and the low confidence and not being able to trust yourself or your body and relearning how to trust your body and how to love your body and how to nourish your body is something that has to be relearned. And that takes time. It's not something that happens overnight. There are no quick fixes, let's be honest. If you've been dieting for years, it can also take years to heal yourself. But I am happy to report to you that it is completely possible to heal from years of damage that you have done to your body from dieting. It has taken me years to finally find love for myself and for my body and to trust myself in the decisions I make about the food I'm going to eat and how much am I going to eat. And it takes time, but it is absolutely worth it to work on healing from this than it is to continue dieting, right? Like we can't stay in this cycle. We have to break the cycle and that does take work and it does take time, but it is so, so worth it. And I can tell you from firsthand experience. Okay. So dieting sucks. And this is why I say it all the time. Dieting sucks. And this is why I will never recommend to any of my clients to diet. I will never, I will never have someone count calories not going to do it. I will never have someone count macros. Not going to do it. And this is exactly why. Because it is so damaging to our physical bodies, to our minds, to our spirits. It is just unnecessary. Unnecessary harm inflicted on our bodies. So I just want you to know and take 
this information away with you. You are not the problem. The food is not the problem. The diet is the problem. And that is my big take home. All right. I mentioned that mindful eating is a skill that we can cultivate to use instead of these yucky diets. Mindful eating is so simple, it might sound silly to you at first how simple it is, but it is life-changing, and it is something that you will continue to work on developing and implementing when you eat, but it is so simple, yet so super effective. Mindful eating is obviously based off the idea of mindfulness. Now, this idea was introduced to us by John Kabat-Zinn, and is deeply rooted in Zen Buddhism. And mindfulness was divined by John Kabat-Zinn as paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. Mindful eating is simple. It's all about slowing down, removing distractions, and listening to your body. And at its core, mindful eating is about awareness. Awareness of the current state of your body, the food you're eating, and the environment that you're in, the thoughts that you're having, and being aware of all of these without judgment. That is mindful eating. All right, so I'm going to give you three steps that you can take with you today to start mindful eating now. Like your next meal, I want you to practice three steps, okay? The first step is slow down. Way too often, we are rushing through our meals and inhaling our food and trying to eat as fast as we can so we can get on to the other thing. I want you to make your mealtimes more intentional and I want you to sit and slow down. I want you to take a bite of food, close your eyes, and chew your food slowly, and I want you to notice what your food tastes like, the texture of your food, how is it making you feel, does it feel comforting going down, and then I want you to take a big deep breath in before you take your next bite and continue that uh, for the remainder of your meal and just slow down. All right, step number two is remove distractions. All too often we eat while we're watching TV, scrolling through social media, replying to work emails, whatever it might be. I want you to remove all the distractions. And closing your eyes while you're taking your bite and slowing down, like, that kind of helps, right? Like, you can't be scrolling on social media if you have your eyes closed, so that's why I say that. Put the phone down, put the computer away, turn the TV off, and eat. (laughs) That's, like, all you're doing. I said make your meals more intentional. A great way to do that is to remove distractions. The only thing you're doing right now is eating and focus on that. And then step number three is listen to your body. And I kind of mentioned this in the first one. I want you to pay attention to how it makes you feel. And I want you to listen to when you start to feel full or am I still hungry? Just really start to listen to your body. Am I enjoying this meal? Is this making me feel more energized? Is this making me feel more tired? And then just kind of like reevaluate yourself after the meal, maybe like 20 minutes after the meal how do I feel? Do I feel sluggish or do I feel energized? Like, how is this food making you feel? So those three steps you can start today. Step one, slow down. Step two, remove distractions. 
And step three, listen to your body. These are three things you can start doing today to start practicing mindful eating. We covered a lot of information today, so if there's anything that you want to reference back to, all the information we cover today is in two blog posts on my website, The Scary Truth About Dieting and What It Means to Eat Mindfully. I will leave the links to those blog posts in the show notes. If you have any questions, comments, any feedback, I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to next week's episode. We will be talking about emotional eating and what it looks like to be stuck in that emotional eating pattern. And uh, we'll try to start to understand that and really understand how that affects us. All right, take care and I will talk to you next week.